Hey, Fifth Line, Mike Todd here, in arena host for your Columbus Blue Jackets, and you're listening to the Subjectively Speaking Podcast. And now, here's Jeremy Paul and Laura Norman. What's going on, everyone? And welcome into another edition of Subjectively Speaking on the Hockey Podcast Network, presented by DraftKings. My name is Jeremy. And I'm Laura. And Laura, confirm or deny the rumors that you are, in fact, one of the uh, folks interviewing for the Blue Jackets head coaching position. Yes, I was supposed to keep it secret. They made me sign an NDA, but I'm I'm here to bust out the truth. I am candidate what? number four. How how quickly would you just tarnish an NDA? <laughs> now I'm worried. Now I'm worried for any podcast related related things that an NDA might not necessarily be the world's most you know you know binding agreement for you. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing you say. We were speaking in the hypothetical. In real life, I would take it to my grave. <laughs> understood. Understood. I would support you fully in your candidacy. But welcome in, everybody. It is, we started recording at about 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So I can assure you that you are in for a treat. I'm sure that we will hit that wall at some point during this recording. And I'm not sure that we're not starting there. So welcome <laughs> on in, everybody. We're happy you're here. Uh, this is your weekly taste of subjectively speaking. Don't think I like that I called it that, but here we are giving you all the updates for all things Columbus Blue Jackets hockey, all things around the NHL, and it's it's a good one today. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about, but before we get there, Laura, listen, the folks maybe aren't seeing it right now, but I'm looking at a new background for you. I'm looking at something totally different. This is like a whole change in our in our pace here. This is actually. Correct me if I'm wrong. This is the first episode that you've recorded from not your other apartment, unless like we were like somewhere recording. Right. Uh. Yeah, I think so. Wow. Um, this is a big moment. Yeah, and hopefully this is not the like actual location in my new house that we'll be recording, but um because all of my shit is not unpacked so this is like my makeshift area that had the least amount of embarrassment behind me so um but yeah I moved on Saturday it was exhausting and my almost my whole family was here helping thank god but like still it was a lot um including two of my little nephews who I hired movers for like the first um, round of things. And my little nephews kept trying to like help them, which was sweet. But I was like, guys, please just let them do it. Cause you're, cause it was also raining for the first half. And I was like, you're dragging Aunt Laura's stuff through um, puddles. So like, <laughs> <laughs> why don't we let why don't we let the men that Aunt Laura paid all the money to 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 do this part of it? But then when like I actually needed them to move stuff with the second round, they were tired. So sure. Sure. No, I hear that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm in the new place. I am almost wiping my hands of Newark. I have just like a couple more things to do and drop off my keys. And then that chapter of my life will be closed. Back but, in the one four. 
Yes, I'm so excited. My commute to work has been so nice this week. Um, even though I had to work all three days from the my office because I didn't have internet until today. Mm. Um, Good timing. Yes, very appropriate. Selfishly, selfishly for us. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I have so much unpacking to do. And I have no idea where anything is going to go. But... It's all here. And what a so. lovely thing. What a lovely thing it is that you get to say, fuck unpacking. And you get to come visit me this weekend. Exactly. I get to, um, uh, unpacking is a future Laura problem. So future Laura can deal with that after um, a lovely trip to Michigan where I get to see you and we get to have a friendship weekend and we get to go to a concert and I'm excited. Okay. I have to tell you the truth. Yes. I looked at the set list for the concert. Mm-hmm. I have homework. <laughs> I don't know a goddamn thing. <laughs> I like, I like know nothing. Well, you still have a few days. Correct. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of, this is what my office listening is going to be tomorrow. It's going and to be just. Andrew you have Hannah Apple Music. Yeah. I, I so. don't. I have Spotify, don't you ever play me like this. How do you not have Apple Music? How do you not have Spotify? I mean, I have Spotify. I just have like the basic bitch free one. Oh. oh, I have. Do you pay for Apple Music? Yeah, but I still, it still thinks I'm a student. Oh, yeah. Just, shh, don't tell anybody. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I pay for the $9.99 Spotify and Hulu, like the, the two of them, like combined. Mm. So, yeah, no, I'm a Spotify girl, Spotify wrapped. Also, Spotify, I'm. I'm sure Apple Music does this too. It's doing that whole new thing where it's like kind of like AI driven playlists. So like I typed in like happy folk and it like had a playlist. And I said, this is getting weird. This is getting really strange that they can just pull this from from here. Wait a minute. Speaking of happy folk, this is mm-hmm. entirely unrelated to our podcast, but it has to do with concerts. Uh, did you know that the lead singer of Camp has a side project? I did not know that. Yeah, it's he he goes by some buck, which I think is fun. It's spelled like S U M B U C K, and I figured it out because I was listening to one of my like granola playlists, and I was like, "This voice sounds so familiar." And I like looked at the artist, and I was like, "Who the fuck is that?" And I googled it, and I went, "Shut up!" And he's performing in Ann Arbor in June. Wow, and that's exciting. It's like a weekend in June. It's the weekend before Father's Day, I think. So it's the weekend in between, like, Stephen's wedding and Father's Day. You're, like, one weekend free in June. Yeah. Oh, no, I have two. Father's oh, Day yeah. is a little free. Like, a little free. I think I'm going to visit my dad, but it's, like, not, like, crazy. But, and then I guess technically the last weekend of June, right? I think, like, a portion of that last weekend is technically June and July. We're not here to talk about a fucking calendar. We're not here. But, <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited about that. Yes. Well, we could mention who we are seeing this weekend. I think I subtly did say it. I said, did I, you say I, it? I, I said I need to listen to more like Andrew McMahon in the Wilderness. Like I that's I I soft launched that. Like it wasn't like oh, a hard okay. I didn't hear it. But yes, we are seeing Andrew McMahon in the wilderness. Also known as previously Jack's Mannequin and or something corporate. 
So well, and that's the piece of this that's like hard for me is that like I did not listen to Jack's Mannequin or something corporate like in real time, and I like don't really know. And I, I'm the complete opposite, where like that's how I know him. Well, and okay, and, I'm sorry, listeners. You tell me if I'm fucked up, but like I could have sworn that like everybody knew at least Cecilia and the Satellites. Like I could have sworn that everybody knew that song. So if I had a dollar, song. So if I had a dollar for every time I've been like, if I could fly, then I would know. And people are like, what song is that? I'm like, are you kidding me? You don't. Know um. For what it's worth, it's a 23 song playlist or set list. And one, two, three, four, five, six songs are Jack's Mannequin songs. And one, two, three songs are something corporate songs. That's so good for like, me. Yeah, that'll be good. But my favorite part is like, it says like Jack's Mannequin cover. And I'm like, okay. It's not a cover <laughs> if they're his songs. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, eh, is it really? <laughs> or is it just a manifestation of his second personality? Um, so that's fun. It'll be fun. I'm excited for it. I just love live music, so it'll be good. I'll enjoy it. I've never been to this venue either, and I hear really good things. I'm also still trying to figure out if I'm going to be able to talk Laura into going to see Cupcake on Friday, so stay tuned. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot that that was happening. <laughs> yeah, so if, you, if you're not familiar with who Cupcake is, don't look her up if you're afraid of really explicitly vulgar content in your songs i totally forgot that that was happening listen i'm i'm not sold on it but there's a part of me that's trying to decide if i'm gonna feel manic enough that night to just make you go what time is it that's a great question probably like how we're just having a whole week planning conversation on who the wouldn't want to hear us who okay if people love us and they care about our show and they care about us as people this is probably the exact conversation they want to be a part of is us planning a, a trip to a cupcake concert. <laughs> probably. Well, well as you're looking that up, as you're looking that up, this will, this will bring the hockey back into it because oh, you and on. I had a conversation before this where I said, you know how like we're, ha- we're having this like friendship weekend and like, we've really like said like, you know, that's one of the things that we want to work on. And then I was like, you know what's going to happen is the stupid fucking blue jackets are going to announce something while we're in the middle of our friendship weekend and then we have to work. Sounds about right. Bad news. I think the concert sold out. <laughs> oh no. I know. And I think the concert itself is at 1130. I think it's like a, it's, the doors open at seven or maybe it goes until 1130. There are no tickets available. Oh, well, that's sad. I'm so sorry. It's okay. I know how much you love her. Which is so unhinged. Like, it is so unhinged that I feel that way, but I can't change who I am, you know what I mean? Will it make you feel better if I say that we can partake in a certain activity and listen to her music at the same time? Yeah, that sounds great to me. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be great. Certain activities that are legal in Michigan that are in Ohio. Anywho... Uh, Laura, you're doing well. I'm assuming you're happy to be in this new place. Uh, I'm okay. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Sometimes I don't let you ask me. Sometimes I just go for it. Um, I, summer is weird when you work in higher ed. Your summer, like, just started, right? Like, aren't you, like, or has it, yeah. So, 
we Grand Valley graduated at the end of April, so it's like been it's been a couple weeks now, almost three weeks since the semester ended, and so it's just like in the swing of things. Like I'm working like eight thirty to five. Like that feels weird. Like I feel like an adult during the summer because like I feel like I actually have a normal hours job so it feels good it feels nice i'm pretty content i'm making sure my apartment doesn't look like an absolute dumpster fire for when you get here because let me tell you it has it has been an absolute dumpster fire but but i'll digress it's okay like i said i don't know where 95 percent of my stuff is right now so and hey that's all good you can live off of the five percent but laura do you want to talk about a dumpster fire yes and I like actually feel bad introing it that way because to call it a dumpster fire, I feel like trivializes it maybe a little bit when in reality it actually is like a really shitty situation. But uh, if you are haven't been following, you know the whole situation that's happening in Arizona with with the Coyotes in terms of their plans moving forward. For a little bit of context, the the citizens of Tempe, Arizona, took to the polls uh, on Tuesday. I want to say it was. And, uh, you know, voted on a proposition that would bring a privately funded $2.1 billion entertainment district to Tempe, Arizona, which would be home to the new home to the Arizona Coyotes, as well as like a lot of different things. But it was like 2000 apartments. It was, you know, dining and hotels and all the stuff that like you can honestly kind of similar to like what you've seen in Columbus with like the whole like crew thing and like all that kind of stuff. And so unfortunately, for for Arizona Coyotes fans, the city of Tempe's residents voted, I think it was 56 to 44, uh, to to not move forward with the project, meaning almost inevitably that the Arizona Coyotes are probably going to be on the move, which is something that I think, I don't know, I, I feel like it was probably really easy for people to joke about it over the course of the last few years, because I think like ultimately maybe people didn't really think that it was going to happen in terms of like a potential move for the coyotes. But now that we're looking down in the face of a situation, that's probably going to mean that a city and its fans lose its team. The jokes aren't funny anymore. And it just sucks. Like, you know what I mean? Like it sucks that the coyotes fans, I mean, like there's some responsibility I'm sure here to dish out to folks like the ownership group and to maybe even the NHL to some extent, but ultimately like we're coming to you all as fans you're listening to the show as fans and as such the empathy that i feel for for the fans of the coyotes right now is just like immense i can't even imagine us being in the situation regardless of the ownership or the nhl like i just can't from a fan perspective imagine my team getting plucked away from me and so all these jokes they've lost their humor to me it just sucks yeah, it's, I mean, that's the most heartbreaking part of it, right? Is because you, it's also been a while since a team has moved, uh, as far as I understand it, like since a team has left a city. Um, and so to think, and it's not official or anything of that nature, it's just highly probable they have said that um the coyotes will play the 23-24 season um at their current mullet arena where they the college arena that they played at this previous season but it's just such like you feel terrible for the fans you i feel terrible for like the players themselves too to like be in this situation like they already weren't in an ideal situation and then to have like 
kind of a majority of the city vote against their future, um, you know, for something that's not in their control. Um, and then also like someone pointed out, you know, that there is like a pretty thriving, like youth hockey movement and program like happening in that part of Arizona. And like, if the team moves, like what's going to happen to that? Cause it will no longer have like, um, you know, will no longer have its funding or it's like, you know, support system. So that's a bummer. Um, but yeah, it's just like, there's no, there's a lot of fault and a lot of like blame to pass around, but ultimately it's just like a shitty situation. And I'm glad that they're still going to be able to play this upcoming season. Cause there was like, a, I don't know, like two hours where it was like, they're not going to play because they're not going to have a place to play. And like, you know, players, parents, uh, stating that they, <laughs> um, want them to leave the organization. Um, again, monitor your parents' activities on social media because they can sometimes get you in trouble um, if they're too aggressive. But um, yeah, it was just crazy. And like you said, like the joke isn't funny. And I know that there was like some asshole guy, some small town news anchor, sports analyst that was like, um, you know, everyone's saying that the Coyotes aren't a big deal, but like, when's the last time you had a conversation with someone about the Columbus Blue Jackets? And it's like, why are oh, you? Man, I miss that. Did somebody really say that? Mm-hmm. He's like some two bit guy in Arizona. Um, but, and I actually wanted to be like, actually, people talk a lot about the Columbus Blue Jackets, funny enough. Like, we were just the talk of the town all around the draft lottery. We've been the talk of the town for the last 10 months because Johnny Gaudreau decided to come to Columbus. Like, so yeah, no, people talk about us frequently, actually. But, um, you know, I feel like that's just him deflecting his bitterness um, onto someone else. But anyway, um, so yeah, but yeah, lots of talk about if they move, where would they move? And if they move to a certain city, what would their new name be? And like all these interesting side tangents of the possibilities of what will happen with the Coyotes. But at least for now, we know where they'll be for 23 and 24. Correct. And and that certainty is, I guess, helpful. And it provides maybe some closure if, if things move forward looking that way. But uh, yeah, you were absolutely right. Shout out to Matt Young for, it, for that. Is tweet. that the guy? Yeah. Um, he is a host of CTV News at 5 for CTV Saskatoon. So shout out to that guy, I guess. Oh, so it's not even Arizona. Isn't Saskatoon in Canada? Yeah, it is. One of our, actually, one of our followers got retweeted by him. <laughs> um, I honestly thought Saskatoon was fake until I met someone from there at the, get this, Blue Jackets cracking game. <laughs> That's hilarious. But it is what it is. So, yeah, I mean, I think ultimately it's going to be interesting to see where this goes. I think, like, 
I would be interested in, it seems like we've mentioned it, right? Like Salt Lake City, Houston seem to be two locations that are pretty, pretty likely candidates for, for this whole thing. There are other names that pop up, right? Like Quebec City, I feel like always finds its way into this conversation. Atlanta, third time's a charm, I guess, finds its way into this conversation. But like this has potential, like if this doesn't end up going to a team geographically like proximal to the, where the Coyotes are at right now, it has potential to maybe implicate the Blue Jackets in some way, shape, or form. Here's hoping I'm wrong, but the Blue Jackets and the Red Wings being the two teams that are like the most recent additions to the Eastern Conference after having spent so much time in the Western Conference. I like there's a part of me that because I was a fan when they were in the Western Conference still, like I'm like, please God, no, I can't handle that. Like our show can't handle that because we would be burning the candle at both ends. And so uh personally i'm pro east of the, or west of the mississippi <laughs> for if they relocate that makes sense if you're listening gary i'm sure he's not um yeah well i'm sure we're his number one pick if he is yeah i'm yeah we have not said a lot of really nice things about gary but on this podcast um, i'm not starting <laughs> But no, I do think it's like kind of interesting and fun to like think about the possibilities where it would potentially go and like bringing hockey to like some different markets potentially. Like I think one of our followers on uh, Twitter mentioned like potentially maybe bringing um, the team to, I'm not going to remember the city in Mexico, but like that's really interesting like concept to like because you know mexico is part of north america so why couldn't we extend the nhl um into mexico but you know and i think about utah like what an interesting um concept of uh, to bring uh hockey to utah because it's you know a violent sport and there's a shit ton of mormons um in utah yeah, um, that's the exact number if you look it up that is the exact metric yep, that they use. exactly but it's not been mentioned but it's like my personal preference that i still think it would be really cool to have a hockey team in new orleans because i just think they could do so many fun things and I, I feel like the city, I've never been to New Orleans. We have a friend who we love dearly, who was like basically born and raised in New Orleans and she loves it. Um, but I just feel like they would embrace that, like that they would, they would be a city that like really embraced it. They would be fun. I almost think that they could potentially get gimmicky in the same way that, you know, Vegas kind of has in the sense that like they play into a lot of the, the culture of the city, which I think is cool. I actually think the more teams probably need to do that, but I think it's always fun to, I just love the branding thing. I love the, like trying to figure out like, well, what would you call a team and all that kind of stuff? Like we've had this conversation, I think on the show before where I was like, if I ever owned a sports franchise, like I would change that branding every like three to five years. Cause I just think that shit is so much fun. I enjoy it a lot. It would be fun. I enjoy making up teams for, with you when you play NHL. Oh, maybe that'll be another thing that we do when we're partaking in Michigan activities. But nevertheless, 
yeah, it's tough. It's tough to be a Coyotes fan right now. And I think like as fans of a team that has not necessarily gotten respect when it deserves it and its fans haven't gotten respect when it deserves it. I, I truly think that Arizona Coyotes fans are some of the most dedicated and passionate. And to your point, like hockey is not dying in Arizona. Like hockey is going to continue to pick up. If anything else, like the, the acclaimed, you know, best player in American hockey history, you know, Austin Matthews, at least the best American right now, is is from Arizona. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, that is going to influence the way in which you grow up, right? Like, you got to – like, it's the same thing that we talk about, like, Rick Nash's impact, except for, like, from afar. It's just – it's when you are the most popular American hockey player, like, your hometown, your home area is going to, like – just experience a rise in interest and a rise, like so that that number is going to keep going up there. It, it is such such bad timing, but I think mm-hmm. if, like it doesn't mean anything for us to say that to them. But like hear us say that, like all love and so much, you know, support to to our fellow NHL fans that just happen to be fans of the of the Coyotes. This one's tough, and you know, hopefully there's a hail, hopefully there's a hail mary. Yeah, they could still figure it out. I mean, I know that they're hitting, like, they've basically hit the round with plans A, B, or plans B, C, and D, like, the moment they found out that it failed. So, um, so yeah, that'll just be something, an interesting story to follow um, for the next little while to see what happens. So. And undoubtedly, we'll talk about it some more. But, um, but yeah, it's going to be an interesting few months and I'm sure we'll get an answer before the NHL season starts. And, uh, you know, I even think that I think Gary Bettman does a state of the league at like right before puck drop of the, the Stanley cup final. And so I'm sure that that'll be a major point. And I'm sure that Gary Bettman's probably going to be eager to try to get something figured out by then. So that way he does not have to worry about potentially having to not have answers is, to these questions is it before the stanley cup final or is it before the draft i think it's before the stanley cup final i think they do like a kick off to the stanley cup final if i remember right okay so tbd we'll see how it goes but we're not sure of a lot of things ever really like that's just kind of rmo it's kind of what we do we just kind of play it by ear but there's always one thing that i know laura you and i are both always certain of that's winning money on DraftKings. yeah we know that if we're looking to to get into the sports betting game there's no place we're going to go to before we go to DraftKings sportsbook light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings sportsbook right now new customers can make a five dollar bet and score 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly so if you want to take a look game lines for the upcoming game ones of the eastern and western conference final it looks like the Panthers are are the underdogs in this one. The Hurricanes are minus 140. And it looks like you've got the Vegas Golden Knights favored in that game one series uh, uh, conference final against the Dallas Stars. So, hey, 
we're just telling you the odds. We're not going to tell you how to bet, but go check out those odds, some some different player propositions and all that kind of stuff too if you go check that out. So we highly encourage you to go check that out, see if anything trips your trigger. But you're going to have to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can make a $5 hockey bet this playoff season and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelpma.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort. 21 and up in most eligible states, but ages vary by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for offer details. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsibility gambling resources. Laura, let's face it. With coffee starting at $5, I mean, how much is your coffee every morning? Um, well, I'm not a coffee girl, but I can tell mm-hmm. you that my iced uh, chai latte with oat milk is $4.75 at the coffee house behind my office. Because we're both oat milk girls, you know for a fact that we're spending upwards of $5 on every cup of coffee. Our bank accounts are somehow always depleting, and we are officially entering a dupe session. Most products do the same thing, but are priced differently solely based on the brand name. So a good duplicate or a dupe is crucial for getting the highest quality at the best price. One dupe you definitely should not sleep on, my friends. Raycon wireless earbuds. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point, so you can listen to what you want, when you want, without breaking the bank. And listen, I know that I have been doing a lot of driving. I'm in a lot of weddings this summer. I've got to save a lot of money so I can go celebrate my friends the way that I want to. And some of the best ways that I can think to do that is by cutting costs, by by checking out things like these Raycon wireless earbuds. You know, if if you lose them. I mean, listen, I do it all the time. ADHD over here. If you lose your earbuds, you're not going to spend an arm and a leg to replace them. It's just the most fiscally responsible thing to do. Raycon's mission is to prove that you shouldn't have to pay an arm and a leg for quality sound and essential smart tech listening features. You can get a pair and a spare and still pay less than you would with some of those other more big name tech brands out there. Raycon knows that in this economy, every purchase needs to be perfect. So they offer buy now, pay later options. Right now, you can pay as low as $18 at checkout. They have an easy and free return guarantee. They offer two years of product protection insurance for just a few bucks. They offer free domestic shipping and flat fee international shipping. They offer over or they have over 50,000 five-star reviews. I mean, like, I could keep going. Y'all need me to keep going because I really can't. I can talk more about their noise isolation features. I can talk more about how they're water and sweat resistant so you can get that workout in with your Raycon wireless earbuds. And you've got eight hours of playtime. Go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off of your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. And... Cutting costs, Laura. Cutting costs is something that the Columbus Blue Jackets simply might not be interested in doing this offseason as they look to hire their newest head coach. And some of that is especially true when you take a look at some of the names of the the folks who have been interviewed to be the next head coach of the Columbus Blue Jackets. We're going to talk about them. We've got three names here. I haven't told you what order I'm going to give them to you, too, but 
we'll figure it out together. It'll be a nice little journey. But um, Laura, just initially, like as as these names started coming out, uh, the three names being Pascal Vincent, Peter Laviolette, and Mike Babcock. Um, we'll get there. We'll get there. What was your initial thoughts as these started to trickle out? Are you surprised that we're not hearing about more names? Because I'm going to be honest, I think there have to be more folks that are interviewing for this job. It feels like just a very tight-lipped process around the NHL right now and the head coaching searches that are happening. So what was your initial reaction when these three names got out? Um, I, I think, well, I was surprised by one, not really surprised by the other two, but I also agree with you. Like there are definitely more people being interviewed. And I think there's been a lot of like talk about the difference between the team talking to someone and the team like formally interviewing someone um and I think we said it last week that there's definitely a different feel with this coaching search as opposed to like two years ago when after Torts left when um we were doing the search where it felt like there was everything was like exposed and we knew everything like we knew every single person that was being considered and like all this sort of stuff and I just think again that they're playing it um closer to the vest um but you know I said to you off off mic that like one of my favorite things is like watching people think that like the few names that we do know for sure are like the end all be all like that it's absolutely gonna be like one of those three people um but the truth is is that Yarmo said that they are interviewing this entire week so you don't, and they're also looking for a goalie coach at the same time, but like, um, I definitely think it's more than three people. And I know initially, like it was thought that he would want to pick someone before he left to go, um, to the world juniors, right. The world juniors. Um, world but I think he said, uh, yeah, I think he said today, um, that there actually is no, rush to do it before he leaves so um it may not be a decision that we know as quickly as we thought but yeah definitely surprised by one and not super surprised by the other two yeah i think that's a very fair analysis and i i don't think that the blue jackets necessarily need to rush into this decision and so if yarmo doesn't feel like he can pull that trigger before he leaves for the world championships in Finland, then, then he's just, I think he's okay to do that. Uh, you know, there have been some rumors about some of these coaches potentially having conversations with other teams. And we'll talk about that when we get to them. But generally speaking, Laura, the person that we, we know the most and the person that we're probably the least surprised by hearing that this is somebody who is at least getting an interview. Although I don't know that I'll say like, we're the most happy about it is uh, Pascal Vincent. And it, it, you know, I have to tell you, it's hidden just an overall really interesting view of the progression of people's thought processes on this whole Pascal Vincent thing, as we've learned more about the potential candidates for this job. And so, you know, this, this is a guy who we know because he has been a part of the blue jackets coaching staff for the last two seasons. You know, he joined the team in 2021, 2022, Brad Larson's first season as, as head coach, as the associate coach. And before then, he had quite 
quite the illustrious career in Winnipeg, where he was with the organization for quite a while. I mean, kind of a similar-ish situation as Brad Larson, right? Like almost a decade. Uh, and so you've got you know, assistant coach at the, for the Winnipeg Jets for five seasons, the head coach then of the Manitoba Moose, uh, the AHL affiliate of the Winnipeg Jets for another five seasons before he became the associate coach of the Blue Jackets. And he also served as, you know, we're, we're going back a little bit here, but he also served as a general manager and head coach of the Cape Breton Screaming Eagles uh, for, oh God, from 2001, 2002, until 2007, 2008, where he then became the GM head coach of the Montreal Juniors. And so the fascinating thing about this is like, I think people have started to like take Pascal Vincent a little bit more seriously as a, as a potential head coach. I, there's this from the same people who were like utterly pissed and said that if they hired somebody from inside of the organization, then they're going to be upset about it. So I don't know what to believe from, Blue Dragons Twitter right now. But what I can tell you is that I'm still kind of standing for my thing where I'm like, I don't know, that's a great idea. But I respect Pascal Vincent. So what was talk to me about your thoughts on Pascal Vincent? Has has your ship has your perspective shifted? I know that Laura, you're a pretty you and I both sold the idea in our in our conversation of the Blue Jackets choosing to hire from within the organization, but has that shifted for you? Uh, no. I mean, I, I greatly respect Pascal Vincent and I think that, um, he's done a fine job in the associate coach role. Um, and I, I, you can't argue with his resume. Like he definitely has experience. Um, I just don't, if I understand the direction that as it's been explained to us, if I understand the direction that the team wants to go in, I just don't see hiring another person from within is how we get to that. Or, and in the same breath, hiring someone who has never been a head coach in the NHL. Like, you're essentially just... Yes, I'm sure his style is different and his approach might be a little bit different, but you're essentially just hiring another Brad Larson because that's the same situation. Like, so I, so no, my opinion has not changed. I um, would much rather see them hire someone that's not already a part of our organization and someone who's been a head coach before in the NHL. Like, you know, they don't have to be like the winningest coach or, you know, all that sort of stuff, but they need to know what it's like and have like a little bit of experience. Now, is that, does that necessarily mean it's like the two other people that we're going to talk about tonight? No, but I I am still on the boat of like I'd rather see someone not already in the Blue Jackets. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat. I think that you alluded to it, talking about you want somebody with experience. It doesn't have to be somebody who's the most winningest coach, but you want somebody who has done it before and 
it just so happens that the Blue Jackets, like you just alluded to, have two folks who have also come out as being potential candidates for this role who both have a Stanley Cup. And we can talk about whether or not their coaching got them there. I would argue that at least for one of them, it maybe didn't. But Laura, do you want to start with the ethical dilemma or the like just the dilemma? Ooh. Let's start with the ethical and then we can yeah, let's get out of the way. So it was pretty surprising, I think, to some folks that the Blue Jackets have interviewed Mike Babcock to potentially serve as the next head coach of the Columbus Blue Jackets. And it's concerning for some reasons. And uh, let's also be clear, this is not the first time the Blue Jackets have entered into hiring or being interested in hiring a risky guy as their head coach with a reputation that precedes him. Uh, I have a lot a lot more respect for John Tortorella than I do for Mike Babcock. That being said, even that seems fleeting anymore, but let's get back to the conversation at hand. Uh, Laura, it is just an interesting, interesting proposition. This is a guy who has, has coached again, pretty much at like every level, you know, he started off, you know, as a head coach with the red, with uh, red deer college. And then, you know, transitioned into into some CHL stuff with the Moose Jaw Warriors before then eventually becoming the head coach of the Spokane Chiefs and then the Cincinnati Mighty Ducks in the AHL before becoming the head coach of the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim where he took the team to the Stanley Cup, lost, but took, it to, took the team to the Stanley Cup, and uh, then had... A one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten ish year stint with the Detroit Red Wings where he won a cup and then went on to coach the Toronto Maple Leafs where a lot of things hit the van and he has been out of an NHL job since. So, Laura, all of that is good on paper. Talk to me about the things that aren't so great that don't make their way to paper. Yeah, um, he's not a good guy. Um, and you, you know, alluded to it when you when you talked about his last stint with the Toronto Maple Leafs, and you know what came out and what was uncovered is um, his way of handling players, and particularly handling uh young players and he does not have a great reputation and um from what i can tell and from what i've read um he's pretty abusive and he is not a ethical man and from what I know and from what I understand of like Yarmo's, like how he is as a person and how he sees whatever team that he's, you know, in charge of, it truly shocked me that he would even give Mike Babcock the time of day because um, I think our, Twitter friends just said it best where it's like, we don't care about wins and losses, but we do care about character. 
and Mike Babcock's character is a shitty one. So I personally, Stanley Cup or not, don't want that energy in our locker room and don't want that man as the face of our team. Well, and that's the thing that it just was confusing to me. Like, I just didn't, it doesn't feel like this is a guy who like back in 2022 was, you know, had said that he was like retiring from coaching. And I mean, I know a lot of people say that nowadays in sports and they don't mean it, but I, I think that that's like, why put yourself in that situation if you don't have to? And I really don't think they had to because I don't know that I'm sit- sitting here and saying that the next guy we'll talk about is like the head coach of all head coaches, but like, when you know that you have other options and, and other people who are potentially interested, I mean, I think everybody who has something to say about this situation would more than likely say that they'd rather see Pascal Vincent be the head coach than Mike Babcock, right? Like, I think that that's probably a fair thing to assume that most Blue Jacket fans feel, uh, at least I would assume, based on the things that I've seen on social media today. But, but yeah, I mean, the, the whole story with him is, you know, the – the Mitch Marner thing, which was, you know, the Toronto star had said that, you know, Mike Babcock asked the rookie to, you know, basically rank the Maple Leafs veteran players based on their work ethic. And that that eventually like got to at least one of the veteran players on the team. And then also, you know, conversations of, you know, great coach, terrible person from, from a guy like Johan Franzen, who, you know, has gone on record to say so much as that. But it's just, I just don't know that any of it's really worth it uh, to me. And I hope that eventually we're not the only ones that feel that way, but it just kind of feels like this could go in that direction. And in a vacuum, maybe the, maybe the decision makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, this is a guy who, like, maybe on paper could be good for this team. But I, but I don't think he is, and I I don't think that this would be any sort of intelligent for the Blue Jackets to go down this path. And if they do, shout out to our friends in the marketing department. Sorry <laughs> about that. That sucks. That really fucking sucks. <laughs> it would not be good. No, not at all. So, anything else on Mike Babcock before we move on to the next guy? No, I just really don't want to have to deal with the shit storm. Yeah, just no, no Yeah, it just, it would, no, thank you. Oh, no, goodness. thank you. Well, then we move on to a guy who, another Stanley Cup winner, is kind of one of those coaches that we always refer to as being the the coach that just kind of never leaves and is kind of just around the league because once you're in, you're in. And this is a guy who has had, you know, quite a few coaching stints in the league. He, his name's Peter Laviolette. I didn't say his name. <laughs> I didn't identify this man. Um, he started his coaching career in the ECHL with the Wheeling Nailers and then moved up to the AHL as a head coach at the Providence Bruins, made his way to the NHL staff the, the following season and became a head coach in the twenty uh, in the 2001-2002 NHL season, serving as the head coach of the New York Islanders for two seasons, then moving on to uh, uh, serve as the head coach of the Carolina Hurricanes for five seasons of note. The Hurricane Stanley Cup comes under the leadership of Peter Laviolette 
Then he moves on to coach the Flyers for about five years. Then he moves on to coach the Predators for about six years. And then just recently finished a stint as the head coach of the Washington Capitals for three seasons. So he's a guy who, generally speaking, the last few jobs he's had, he's he's held on to him for at least three years, with the majority of them being longer. He's got some success. I mean, those Flyers teams from 2009 to 2014 weren't bad, and the Predators also had, saw some success with him behind the bench. Never did they get to the promised land and break through, which is what the Blue Jackets are ultimately looking to do. But this is a guy who at least I think that like you at least feel more ethically okay with, right? Like, yeah, I think um, I think as far as what we know about him and what we know about his uh, coaching tenures and his coaching style is it is a way more ethical decision. Um, but I think you, you kind of nailed it on the head where it's just like, he's a coach that's kind of always there. Like he, you know, he does decent stints with teams, like, but he doesn't like <laughs> excite me in any sort of way. Like there's no like thing about his personality or anything that kind of gets me, excited about the concept of him coming in and like you know doing like the necessary shakeup that we need and maybe I'm wrong maybe I like he has some sort of like spark or magic that I'm not aware of but in my like feeling I feel like between we're like take out Pascal Vincent, obviously from my perspective, because I don't want to hire someone from the blue jacket. So like take the two candidates that we do know, and they're both like kind of at like the extreme opposites, like of the spectrum. And it's like, I kind of want to find someone in the middle that like rings some bells of like, you know, something like, will I be mad if he gets the coaching job? No. But I still, in my mind, I don't know that that's it either. But I don't, they don't pay me to make those decisions either. And I wouldn't even know how to go about it. (laughs) So, but yeah, he just doesn't, I don't know, just nothing like he would, he would do. And who knows? Again, like I said, who knows? But like he would do, I guess. (laughs) That's probably a good way to describe it. Yeah. So to go more in depth, you know, his first two seasons in New York made the made the playoffs. Oh five oh six, you know, was the only season that he made the playoffs with the Hurricanes, but that's the year they won the cup, of course. And then in Philadelphia, three out of the five seasons. And honestly, he was fired three games into the fifth season so like let's not let's be honest um so made the playoffs there that many times made the playoffs five times with nashville made it to the stanley cup final uh so i mean like some success there and then twice uh took the the capitals to a first round exit before being like at the end of this season so yeah i mean i think out of the three that's my 
preference. I think that Pascal Vincent's probably not as far back as I would want for him to be in second. You know what I mean? Uh, and then Mike Babcock, basement basement dweller, would like for him to stay down there. Minimal light, minimal minimal food, minimal water. I'd rather have Boomer the Cannon. Oh my God, this is big for you. I know. Wow. So yeah, that's right. I'd rather have Boomer the Cannon. Noted. Noted, but those are the three that we know about now. Laura was right earlier in the show when she said that it's more than likely going to be during our friend time that the Blue Jackets make their decision, and we'll figure that out. But uh, ultimately, maybe the next time we talk about it, about it, maybe the next time we talk to you all, the Blue Jackets will have a head coach because this one seems like it's uh, getting closer to potentially, uh, you know, a climax. So, I was gonna say it would be nice if we could get some like gossip about who the goalie coach like who, what goalie coaches they're interviewing that well and, and that's the other thing that i was going to say too it, it's not somebody that has been confirmed that the blue jackets have interviewed them but um even like actually like 10 minutes ago like i was checking my phone and saw kevin weeks had tweeted that patrick waugh is really getting a lot of attention potentially from some nhl teams in their head coaching search and it, it i feel like it's been speculative. Like there have been nuggets there. Um, I think it was Jeff Merrick. I don't think it was Elliot. I think it was Jeff Merrick who had said maybe Patrick Waugh and Columbus. Like, and sometimes when those nuggets happen, it's like maybe somebody's just spitballing there and they seem like the smartest person in the room if it happens. But sometimes it's because like those nuggets are there and they don't want to say like firmly, but they want to just like plant the seed in somebody's head. So that way, if it does come to fruition, they do receive the credit. So we'll see if that's real. He has coached in the NHL before. It didn't go great, but also like that was quite a while ago. So we'll see. We'll see where this whole thing turns out. But I feel like you like to me, that is your ideal situation. And I say that because you're a goalie girl. Yes. So I do I do speak goalie and it is my favorite position. Yeah, I I have heard you say that many a times, but he. Also, side note, oh. sorry, I'm really sorry if you can hear that. No, can I can't hear the airplane. Okay, good. I know you're worried about the airplane overhead. Yeah, so FYI, humans, um, I now live very close to the airport, and um planes fly over quite frequently it doesn't bother me i actually quite enjoy the sound of it but it just occurred to me that it could maybe possibly be heard (laughs) in the recording but good i'm glad that you couldn't hear it so sorry about that i haven't caught anything so you're all good uh so yeah patrick wah three years as the head coach of the colorado avalanche in between stints as the head coach of the quebec ramparts and so uh, they won the Central Division in his first season, lost in Game 7 of the 2014 Stanley Cup playoffs, and then finished 7th in the Central and then 6th in the Central the next uh, two seasons, missed the playoffs, and uh, they did not continue on with him. So, uh, but yeah, he's coached in the queue, and actually this season, you know, they're, they're not far from potentially moving on in the playoffs. So, 
So it could be interesting to see if he ends up being a serious candidate in Columbus, but who knows until now, you know what I mean? Right. And I just always, you know, Yarmo always plays things very close to the vest. And so that's why I think it's so funny that anytime, again, anytime we do get any nugget of information, like people just like latch onto it and think it's the end all be all. And, you know, he could very well pick from those three candidates, but like, I truly don't believe that those are the only three candidates. And I feel like he was given a very specific task to find the person who will make this team a winning team. And so the idea that like, you know, I just, I feel like there's more to this and I'm just going to like keep my trust in him as I I do normally um, until we actually know. Cause you know, again, he's a very secretive man. So, and he, doesn't show a lot of emotion and is never really like swayed by especially reporters like if he doesn't want to give an answer he's not going to so much like um I think JD may have gotten in like a little bit of hot water because he like came out and said officially that the Blue Jackets were gonna take a center at the draft and then a few hours later when Yarma was interviewed, they were like, will you rubber stamp this? Like, or is the blue, are the blue jackets officially taking a center? And he was like, Oh, I'm not saying anything about that. Like anything could happen at this point. Like I'm not solidifying anything. So, you know, he, yeah, he just, that's one of the things I like about him. I think is just that like, you never really know. <laughs> until you know like so it's kind of exciting it is it is and i am looking forward to the twitter notifications just absolutely going crazy when it all does and i will say listeners that if it does happen when i'm driving home Uh on sunday from michigan jeremy has already jeremy has already promised that he will call me and he will just read our Twitter feed and refresh it over and over and over again so that I don't miss out on any of the excitement while I'm driving the five and a half hours back to Ohio. Correct. So if you want to be broadcasted to Laura, you just have to make sure that you interact with us on Twitter and all that kind of stuff. And uh, speaking of Laura and speaking of Twitter, I think the only way we can make sure that they are interacting with us when she hits the fan is to make sure that they're following us on all of our social media platforms. And I don't know anybody better to do that than for you to, to let the folks know where they can find us. Yes. You can follow us on social media on Twitter and Instagram at subjectively pod. You can follow us on Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube at subjectively speaking. We do have a lovely website that you can visit subjectively speaking.com. Um, if you would like to show a little love and support your two favorite hockey podcasters and get some sweet merch in exchange, you can check out our merch store, subjectivelymerch.com. And lastly, you can rate, review, and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on, but particularly Apple Podcasts. Scroll on down, hit five stars. It is our favorite number. 
And like Jeremy said earlier in the show, we don't know much about anything, but we specifically don't know much about um, how the algorithm works. Uh, we just know that all of your likes, subscriptions, stars, ratings, reviews, whatever, helps to um, get us noticed in the hockey podcast charts and helps to bring more people to our lovely little community. But other than that, we just love and appreciate you all so much. Notice us. We like to be seen. Yes. Except for when we don't. Also, yes. So mind your business. But also Correct. follow us on social media. <laughs> <laughs> love us, but don't love us too much. Correct. Make your love be in the dark. <laughs> except for when we don't want it to be. Except for when we want it. Like, we're, we're, we're kind of complicated. I, if you've been listening to us long enough, you know that. You sure do. You sure do. And uh, folks, you've been listening to us long enough on this episode. So we're going to we're gonna get heading out. But until we get the chance to talk to you all next week, at least maybe it'll be next week. We'll see what the Blue Jackets do. So if we have to come to you sooner, we will. We will. You know that we're going to – we know that – you know that we'll do anything for you. You know that. Come on. Tell That's the truth. That's true. So – we might talk before then, but please, please make sure that you make sure that you take care of yourselves, take care of one another, and we will talk to you all here very soon. Bye.